Corin Trail 5 Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts, Stuart Sutherland and the Magic Mike Christie. Yo. Welcome to episode 223 of the Films and Swearing movie podcast. I realise I added the onto your name yeah, this week. Yeah, I know, I was just going to say that. I take it you were... Yes, the last couple of weeks you've been used to seeing the all Karen and then it's yeah. Ah, that that's probably probably been it. But uh, it's like the magic mic. Yeah. So uh, I reckon why I just for like the last five seconds like that was strange. Why did you say that? Uh yes, today is Well fuck it, we kinda of broke away from our IMDB season, but not quite. Uh, instead yeah. of going with one of our uh, picks from the beginning of the year. We're talking about Avengers Infinity War because it is currently uh, Endgame Eve. It is the day before the release of Endgame. No finer time to talk about 2018's Avengers Infinity War. So, and of course, that is ranked at number 60. I know, it's quite quite high. eh? Yes. Like, for a modern film to get that far into sort of like the top hundred. Yeah, I think the only other properly modern film that's maybe higher than that is uh, Dark Knight. I yes, think. Ah, of course. Now, and I think at the time of release, Infinity War was really, really high. Like, it was number nine. Yeah. And then I think it dropped to 20 and it stuck to 20 for a while. Then I think when it went out of cinemas, it just gradually came back down. Now, I, I've... Randomly, I'm just thinking... Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is also ranked really high into, like, almost probably in the top 50. Is it? I've never actually... Mm-hmm. I've never looked on the top 250 in a while. Yeah, but I, when I was looking last time, Into the Spider-Verse was really high. But fucking everyone seems to love that film. So, yeah. and it's no shock why. I'll uh, hopefully see it at some point. Mm-hmm. Taking a week off in June, so I'm planning on Cramming in as much shit as I can. <laughs> Purging films. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, before we get into... Oh, I should also I should also mention, we are going to be discussing Endgame today. Obviously, neither of us have seen it yet, so it's just going to be our predictions at the end of the show. So, you don't need to worry about any spoilers. We are not there yet. Mm. So, on to the film quiz. Yep. I'm going to give you a comedy if I could get it out the fucking tub <laughs> every week I always forget to like bring the ones that I've got oh. okay that's them all cunted across the floor here yeah. right, I'll just take one for this deck so I'm going to go first how the fuck we forgot that one already which Australian actress plays a suburban Wife embroiled in an international espionage plot and keeping up with the Joneses. That was last week, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, what was it? Andy said Myla Fisher. Yeah. Part of me was like, was I too harsh? But he got the fucking name wrong. Yeah. The floor city is the bachelor party in The Hangover. That was last week, I see. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, in which Coen Brothers film does Holly Hunter and Nicolas Cage kidnap a baby? Raising Arizona. Yeah. 
I've got a feeling that I need to start tearing these cards up once I've done them, just so they stop <laughs> yeah, burn coming back in circulation. burn them every week. Exactly. So they could get out of circulation. Okay, let's see. In which 2017 DreamWorks movie sees a suit-wearing baby boy help save the day? That's the boss baby. Correct. Never seen it, but I kind of gave it away with a suit-wearing baby. Mm-hmm. Did you not say that Alec Baldwin like, does the voice of the baby? Yes, it is actually quite a fun film. Alright. Uh, what is the title of the 2003 comedy that sees Eddie Murphy start a childcare service? Daddy Daycare. Yeah. Horrendous film. Never seen it. And got a sequel, though. Daddy Day Camp. Was that it? With Cuba Gooden? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't pay Alright, please. Action. That's been done. Fucking <laughs> Jack Ryan Patriot Games. Uh, uh, that's been done. Maybe there was only so many fucking things. This was done as well, but I'm going to say it to you anyway to see if you know. In which 2017 action-adventure movie does Tom Cruise accidentally unearth the ancient tomb of an Egyptian princess? Uh, it's the mummy, but that one's not been done. No? No. Okay. I see that's coming to Netflix. I've still never seen that either. Apparently yeah. it was shit. It was a bit bland. Right. Russell Crowe was in it, eh? Yes. In which animation does a boy find a magical lamp in the Cave of Wonders? Aladdin? Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed like on the Cave of Wonders, but the f- fuck they said a lamp. Yeah, I'll... Uh, Sorry that the noise, I am just tearing up the old ones. Alright, yeah, just so there. They can never be fucking seen again. Or said again. Going for a comedy. This one's been done already. This this might which British singer do Bridget and Miranda unwittingly bump into in Bridget Jones's baby? Oh that's a plot twist. Mm. Which British singer do Bridget and Miranda unwittingly bump into in Bridget Jones's baby? Cause I've can you fucking seen it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why the fuck would I watch that? I just go put it on Netflix as well the other day. See? <laughs> Sitting at home while we a slank it on a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. I mean, I was intrigued to try Love Actually, but no Bridget Jones. Uh, Robbie Williams? Ed Sheeran. Uh, so. I need a pile actually for that day. <clears throat> right, let's see. Let- yeah. If I manage to get this one right, I am the winner of the week. <laughs> Who played Bandit in the original Smokey and the Bandit? Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Fucking, I do not know why, but in my head it was like Kurt. 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 Smokey was a car, eh? Um, or was Smokey the woman? Ah, yeah, Smokey was... Or yeah. maybe the car was the bandit. No, because... Smokey and the bandit. No, because I said, who played the bandit? Mm-hmm. But Reynolds. But Reynolds was... Oh, right, and Smokey, aye, Smokey was the car. Is it that, or... 
fuck, I can't remember. I watched it last year. I'm trying to think. I had a thought there that maybe Smokey was the name of the cop. Or like a term that they refer to as the cops. You've got a couple of Smokies. Mm. But fuck knows. That is it. Film quiz over and done with this week. Now. So, ranked at number 60 on IMDb is Avengers Infinity War, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Their sort of top four, obviously, is their other Marvel movies. We have Captain America Civil War, Captain America Winter uh, The Winter Soldier, uh, and Infinity War, and Anthony Russo, from what I remember, I've not got it typed here. He was a second unit director on Ant-Man. Alright. But, funnily enough, I know their names from another show. They were both uh, episode directors on Arrested Development. Alright. So, and I know in both Captain America Civil War and Infinity War, there's uh, Arrested Development Easter eggs in the films. Alright. For Civil War... There's a like a mobile staircase. There's like a like a van, but the back of it is is mobile stairs, like what you would get for like coming off an aeroplane. Ah. Uh, the family always drove about in the Bluff family car after they lost, like they got their accounts frozen, lost all their millions, and they used to drive about in this car. So that was part in the airport where they have like the big Avengers brawl. So since that was an airport in Germany, that was kind of just snuck in the background with the Bluff family logo on it or company and then in Infinity War when the Guardians of the Galaxy go to confront Thanos when he was talking with the Collector and it's got all his collections sort of on the landing there is a uh, is the the actor David Cross his character Tobias Funke uh, done a part of a season where he joined the Blue Man group so he would sit and blew himself which was like half the jokes. Is that, oh, I blew myself too early. But he was also a never nude. So when he would take all his clothes off, he'd be wearing a pair of torn off jeans. Uh, like shorts. Right. So in one of those cabinets, there is a blue uh, never nude Tobias Funke. Like sat, like he's meditating, wearing cut off jeans and covered in blue paint. Uh, and Gamora walks past him and he's just out of focus in the background. But it was David Cross sat there covered in blue paint. Uh, Fucking so the collector took to buy his funky <laughs> for part of his collection. It's so fucking random, but when they revealed the Easter egg, I was like, "That is amazing." So I, I would be, it'll be interesting to see if they leave any more fucking references. Yeah. In Endgame, but the cast of Infinity War. Jesus Christ, this will take some time. I'm just gonna read out the names because we all know who they play. Got Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Don Cheadle, Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillan, Tom Hiddleston, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, and Josh Brolin. Yeah. I know that's where my list cut off. I was like, oh, I forgot Thanos. Uh. <laughs> uh, Mike, what is the plot to Infinity War? I never thought the plot, but basically it's just um, the Avengers basically just 
become like an alliance play like Guardians of the Galaxy and they have to stop Thanos getting the last two Infinity Stones. Yes. That's it. I, in my head earlier, I had it. Like, the best, best, like, if you're done, like, a fucking silly tagline, is like, Earth's mightiest heroes take on the man with a golden glove. <laughs> yeah. So, as a... I see if I'd fucking thought about that. I could have done, like, a Deadpool type <laughs> thing. Um, Aye, IMDB just right. The Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. Dun dun dun. So, Mike, um, this is obviously not a first time watch. We've all spoke about this briefly at the beginning of the year for like discussion of the best films of last year. Yeah. So we've we've touched on this briefly, but um, in a nutshell, what's your thoughts of the film? Um, I was, I was, I was, um, sorry, I was pleasantly surprised by it when I went and seen it in cinema last year. I'd caught the teaser trailer for it, and then that was all I seen. I never checked with anything else mm-hmm. after that, because I wasn't a fan of Age of Ultron. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty bland, and it was considering how good Avengers Assemble was. Aye, aye. I thought Ultron was a massive dip. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I remember liking it, but in like in hindsight, when you go back to it now, you could see. A lot of like Ultron was a strange choice. Yeah, well, it was kind of visually it looked really cool, but it just didn't yeah. play out well. Um, <clears throat> so I was I went and seen it last year, and it just what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it, it exceeded like my expectations. That considering that like everything that was done in the story, like the risks it took. Yeah, you know, it just completely like like blew me away. Mm-hmm. how good it was Aye. considering the run time as well as it runs quite smoothly for a two and a half there hour film there's a lot crammed into that so yeah. aye, it does and the film starts quite like there, there's no 45 minute waiting I mean your opening scene you've got Thanos with what's it uh, Thor, Loki and the Hulk so and it it's more or less picks up straight after uh, Thor Ragnarok because yeah. that's it, it was like the the after clip on Thor Ragnarok was Thanos' ship sorry towering yeah. over the, the, all the survivors of Asgard yeah so cut to fucking Infinity War and it's like what's left of the people of Asgard and Thor like that opening image of uh, Thanos using one of the, the gems to burn a hole into Thor's skull just to uh, get Loki to give up the Tesseract it's like I think if it's just like, man, the tone of these films is getting dark. We always joked that DC took it too serious and Marvel were all light and fluffy. Yeah. And now we've got Shazam from DC where it's like, we're all light and fluffy too. But Marvel's went dark, but it still works so well for Marvel. It's like, they keep getting it right. There's Occasionally you get the odd film that's a wee bit ropey, but fucking hell, when they... When it's like the the Russo brothers, the films are stellar. Like I I fucking love this film too. I've seen it maybe four. Last night could have been my fifth time watching it. Yeah, this was my third or fourth. I watched it earlier in the year just because I wanted to watch it. Yeah, and 
also watched it again. I was just going to have I was just going to have one in the background today, and just kind of thing. But then I ended up just finding myself just sitting watching it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. I caught it twice in cinemas. Uh, just like the more or less the day it came out, I had to go see it. And then I think Andy hadn't seen it yet, and he just watched Black Panther the night before, and I thought, well, there's no finer mm-hmm. fucking time. Let's go and see it. Yeah. And we caught like a late showing of it. And then I think it went on Sky or Now TV on Christmas Day. So Cameron started watching it because mm. it's got all the fucking superheroes in it. And yeah. uh, fucking Thanos. And he's playing like the Marvel Lego game now. So he's determined to find Thanos in it. Uh. And it's like taking where he is, pal. Like he's going around unlocking all these characters. So it was quite chuffed to find She-Hulk. But now he just wants Thanos and Red Hulk and like, I'll have to have a look online. Just, just all oh, for the Hulkbuster thing. Yeah, he's got because he, he's unlocking all the Iron Man suits and he's watched it and he kind of understands it. But like, there's no way I would take him to see Endgame expecting a five year old to sit, sit for, for three, three hours. hours. Yeah, you're better wait until it goes online and just kind of break it. Just down. let him. Nah, when it hits Sky again, like if it's fucking Christmas Day this year, so like just and he would probably sit and watch it just because it's all the superheroes again. Thanos, he knows the names of them all. Although, yeah. Hawkeye, he, cro- he cries bow and arrow man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, bye. What a fucking shock as well, the fact that Hulk gets battered like a baron in this film. Yeah. Like, he, he fucking met his match the fact when he jumped it, like that we call back, we've got a Hulk, come yeah. flying out, start battering Thanos. And then as soon as like does a wee throat punch and it's like a fucking boxing match and just starts breaking them down and Hulk's got a look on his face <laughs> like a, a stunned bear and going, What? No. Yeah. And then it just fucking leads like that's his story of the film. Hulk's too scared to come out. Yeah, because you get the whole like through the film you get like, the wee like, like back and forth conversations between uh, Bruce Banner and Aye. him trying to like get the Hulk out. Like, especially when um, and the first attack happens on oh, the city. Is it in New York that then? Aye. Aye. And well, that's it, they're all sizing up. You've got Doctor Strange, fucking Iron Man, they're all geared up. Wong's doing his, like, witch spiritual yeah. Doctor Strangeness craft. And they're like, right, okay, uh, you're going to sit up, man. And he's like, I'm trying. And he's like, the, the fucking Tony Stark line was brilliant. He's like, dude, you're making me look. Like, fucking silly in front of wizards. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's just like... Like that. And it's it just a thing where you did not imagine... Oh God, let's put you on silent. Um, there not to be a Hulk in this film. Yeah. Well, Bruce Banner's there, but just the Hulk's a wee bit shy. Yeah. I'm hoping we get something. Of course. Like... That's a, It's all kind of spoiled with the toys now. Like, yeah. the, there's Hulk Funko Pops for this new Avengers movie. And he's, they're all wearing these white fucking Avengers suits. Yeah. So like, he has to show up at some point. He eventually finds the Hulk, gets angry again. Yeah. So I think what... Um, like one of the, the most... Like, I reckon if it's rewarding, but... It sets the tone for the film. Is obviously like right at the start when uh, Thanos like like kills Loki. Yes, and uh, and that just kind of like sets tone because like obviously before the film come out, you knew there was going to be some like massive like 
character like death or something. Exactly. And I mean, and I mean you kind of get that kind of throughout the film and there's like really like bait and switches and false finishes and stuff like that. Yes, some major ones. Uh, but the the first one to fucking croak, Idris Elba. Ah, I know. I was. Thing is that I hadn't seen uh, Ragnarok till till last year. I think I'd actually caught Ragnarok after Infinity War. I can't remember. Right. But like, I obviously kind of had forgot like, his character. Yeah. And I was like, no, oh, that's fucking. What's his name? Yep. Yeah. I was like, get me the fuck out of this franchise. Stab. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then Loki is the fact the size of Thanos' hand around his neck. It looks like a wee weasel. His fucking chin and his long hair and his fucking legs kicking and then just that crack. Yeah. And it's like, oh. It's just like, everyone's expendable. So. And like the, the fucking, when it gets to Gamora later on, later on, you're like, it is like any of the major players could be taken out mm. now that opening sequence uh, once like the Hulk gets sent to Earth and he fucking lands right in Doctor Strange's oh yeah like uh, what's right it through the staircase Sanctuary or Sanctorum or something and I actually really enjoy the Doctor Strange character him and um, Wong Ah, yeah, I like to be, um, like, conversation that we're having about, like, sandwiches and stuff. Ah, he's like, could you buy me lunch? And I said, well, did they take rupees? And I was like, it was worth two bucks. And it just Wong saying, he's like, I really fancy, like, a tuna melt. <laughs> so, and is it, did you watch, have you watched Doctor Strange? Yeah, I watched it, um, this year? Maybe the last, I think it was towards the end of last year, it was on Netflix. I feel like it's a bad rep, just in the sense that no one knows who the fuck Doctor Strange is. But I always just assumed Benedict Cumberbatch would be a big enough anchor to get fucked to watch it. But that always appears to be the one that people haven't gotten time to to see yet. I mean, it was alright. The only only one that I've not seen is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I really need to re-watch The Incredible Hulk. Aye. I'll, you see lists nowadays, a lot of people tend to leave films like that off it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's just because it was Ed Norton at that point. Mm. Uh, like the, the Disney's not went to the point of doing like a Christopher Plummer and just fucking <laughs> <laughs> dragged and dropped Mark Ruffalo yeah. <laughs> on top of Ed Norton. But um, when they all teamed together in like fucking Iron Man's out in the park with Pepper Potts. Yeah, and fucking Doctor Strange just shows up, like just the fact that I love that like the the magic he has where he just does a wee portal pops in, come with me, and they're all sitting talking trying to explain it, and you just hear like it's something like the wind, and it just opens, and then it just there's, fucking what the Christ Squidworth, uh, and the big fucking brute brute Hulk version, of what's the cry themselves the children of Thanos, yeah, and they're just like oh fucking hell it's starting right away because. It's these big fucking spaceships where it's just like big floating rings. Aye. Was it called like a floating donut or something, eh? Yeah, aye. And I mean, like, that's like one of the good things about these type of films as well is like, like, no expense was spared. And like, fucking, like, the set design and stuff for some of the the key moments in this film is like unreal. Mm -hmm. And that's it, it is, it's, it can't. It, it, all, it must do like the comics justice just the fact that they could draw anything make any wild settings whereas there that's it 
fucking as John Hammond says, we've spared no expense. Hmm. <laughs> like there is so many fucking like just the fact that they're doing all this stuff in New York and then when they're on Titan or like the fucking twelve different planets they go on in this film. Yeah. Like the fucking the set design of that is fucking brilliant. Even inside the donut shaped ships. Where, oh yeah, when when Iron Man, Spider Man, fucking Doctor Strange all end up there with the Squidworth. Yeah. Uh, all that's fucking brilliant because again, it, it's a completely different set. But just they're on a fucking alien ship, and the way they figure out how to fucking defeat them, like, again, with fucking Spider Man and his pop culture references. Yeah. And just like, have you seen that really really old film? And right enough, it fucking... Did they get it right? It was aliens. Was it that? Because he says aliens instead of... I was sure it was like an alien. Ah, I can't mind. Yeah, I can't mind. Like where it gets sucked out into space. I thought I was just an alien. But he they specifically mention it as aliens. It happens in both of them. Does it? Yeah. Because in the first one, she's in the... Yeah, she's... The suit, like the astronaut suit hang high. Aye. And she shoots it with a, like the, it's a flame. spear gun or something. Yeah. Ah, and then in the second one, she's got the wee like loader thing. Yes, and she aye. chucks it in the hydraulic, right, aye, like thing, and then basically blasts it into space as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is is um, what's the magic carpet style cape? Ah, uh, oh, aye, when he's um. It's when he's like wrapped up in like the, the concrete and all that. Aye, and these vines that the the fucking the wee skinny one fucking brings up and say, right, okay, and it's like because he he's got his spell on this time gem, whereas like you can't touch it. But the fact that he's like, well, I would slowly choke you to death then, and. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. Um. How do you feel the Guardians of the Galaxy do in this film? Um, let's see. I've got some stuff in my notes. Um, obviously the tone kind of slightly shifts when you get you get the whole where you come f- cuts in with a soundtrack. Ah, it feels like you're watching like a proper Guardians film and all yes. that. And you get the whole um, like spiel with fucking Drax and Rocket and Peter Quill about like stealing the ship and all that. Aye, they're all in it for the cheddar. Yeah, and then obviously Baby Groot's just a moody fucking teenager. teenager. Aye, the fact that he's now grown some acorns. Yeah. He's um, a bit sap about him. But I mean, I didn't mind uh, the garden as much. I mean, like, Emma knows that what, like, like, Drax is an absolute fucking riot yes, in this film. he's so fucking... The writing for that character is so spot on. And I mean, he was quite funny in the. Um, um, when he's teamed up with Mantis? Aye, but as many as. As many Peter's talking with Gamora and that, and also Mantis can sense. Like emotions and stuff like that, and, oh, he, and he is fucking breaking. Aye. He's like, she just revealed your deepest, darkest secrets! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's the same when uh, Mantis tries to like, like get Drax away for some reason. She walks in the room and is like, <sighs> because that's like, the fucking moments where uh, 
dinos, I need grenades. And they're having like, this really emotional speech, and there's him just eating a pack of crisps in the background. <laughs> this super skill where I could just stand and like, become invisible. Like, you're eating a pack of crisps. We could all see you. It's like, I do it so slowly. See, that was one of the... See, when they released the first teaser trailer for Endgame, yeah. and you got that shot where there was like... Uh, it was like Captain America and they were oh, on the, the, the superhero lineup, but and, there was a gap in the baseball field. I people yeah. were saying that it was fucking Drax doing his invisibility, like, invisibility skill and stuff like that. Aye, <laughs> um, but that's it. When you noticed the end credits of this film, it came up executive producers John Favreau, James Gunn, and Stan Lee. So I feel obviously all these guys were probably had key input. Yeah. Like James Gunn must have been writing for his characters, or at least. And kind of going over what the Russo's like, whoever written the film, because I think they're like obviously fourteen credits for the writers, but it's obviously crediting all the original comic book writers who created these characters. Yeah. So I think everyone kind of had a hand at the script, but aye, they've nailed the Guardians tone perfectly. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, like Rocket, I didn't mind like Bradley Cooper's roles. Like, the you voice fucking of forget it. That. You forget it's Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think the I think Guardians Two is slightly ever so funnier than the first one, mm-hmm. like especially the bit where Rocket's like locked in the cell with Yondu and that and tries to get Baby Groot to get the exactly the fucking the oh, Mohawk the Mohawk thing yeah. ah, that controls the fucking yeah, the arrows brings them back like fucking just anything and everything a fucking severed toe at one point wasn't it a severed fucking big like nuclear warhead type thing and it's like that. me trying to tell fucking Cameron to go get his shoes he'll come through with everything else apart from his fucking shoes it's like I told you where they were I could see them for here just pick them up but I mean like you get like when Chris Pratt plays the role of Peter quite quite well and it he's actually fucking nails it when um, when Thor lands on the ship Yes, he gets a fucking complex. <laughs> and he starts, like, talking. What do they refer to him as? Like, dude, yeah. he's a, like, a man. <laughs> <laughs> and this fucking drive. Childs. Yeah. <laughs> and Quill, they mentioned him, was like, you're one sandwich away from being fat. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm going to get a bow flex and then get some dumbbells. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm going to routine. I'm going to look great. <laughs> and it's just the thought, like, they gave me one upsmanship between him and Thor. Oh, it's like, your voice is deeper. Are you mocking me? Like, no, are you mocking me? <laughs> it's just. It is, it's just great to see all these different characters interacting, like putting Thor in with the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy and just seeing how inferior fucking Quill feels. Yeah. And it's the same where a uh, Rocket fucking takes to Thor. Yeah. And whereas, what's the fucking they're talking about? Oh, I need to go get a new weapon from fucking Peter Dinklage, go off in this fucking deadly mission. And the fucking rabbit, the fucking rabbit. Aye, <laughs> it the rabbit. Eh? Aye, and it's like, does it make me want to do this fucking suicide mission more? And it's like, yes, it does make it a little weird. It's like, let's go. It's like, I trust the rabbits and the fucking talking tree. <laughs> Aye, it's it's just so it's a really rewarding watch. Like, like if you've yeah. went followed all these films, they've done it, it, it. It's great that they've done it so well. I can't believe that they've managed to nail it so fucking much in the sense that 
there could be so much that goes wrong. It's just like, that's not how you write Thor. But the yeah. fact that Thor became so self-aware in the, the third movie. Yeah. Like, I, I think everybody I think everybody agrees that, like, Ragnarok's probably their favourite out of the Thor trilogy. Yes. And that's just because of the shift in tone. Mm. Obviously, we're bringing in Taika Waititi and that. Aye. Like, his, like, aim brand of fucking humour and that. I mean, like... Me and one of the boys for work like are calling out for a fucking like standalone Korg film because <laughs> Korg and me just fucking honestly just make that film so good. Yeah, uh, what's he was gonna start a revolution, but he didn't uh, get enough pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, like Jeff Goldblum as well. Like, I'm really hoping there's like a wee like Grandmaster fucking hanging uh, in game as well. Just with his fucking orgy sex ship, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, don't touch anything." He's like, "Man, this is a twelve. <laughs> And there's like, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's so fucking weird. Um, what about Scarlet Witch and Vision in Scotland? I know. Um, I was trying to explain it to Cameron when I took him to Edinburgh last month. I was like, the Avengers had a fight here. I was like, remember in the movie, Captain America fights in this train station? And I told him, we'll watch him and get home. Fucking forgot, likes. But I was trying to explain to him, they fought here. They were here. Like, your dad went to the fucking... When they were filming at night, took a picture and the security guard shouted at him because he used the flash on his phone. And it was like, they they were here, pal. But it was weird. I loved when it was Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch were having that. We walked down, I think it was like Coburn Street, and they look in the window and they see the news footage about Tony Stark's missing. Uh. And there's a post in the background that's like, we'll deep fry your kebab. Uh. I was like, oh, you've nailed Scotland in one. We'll deep fry anything. <laughs> I mean, I remember when when they were filming, people were like recording like the fucking footage, Aye. like the thing getting filmed and all that, and like it's just mad because obviously like the film at night time was was obviously the quietest time of day in a train station, obviously, especially yeah. with a place like Edinburgh and that. Aye, but I mean, it's weird though. Like, like why why Scotland though? Yeah, and it just. Because that's it. What was it? It was just a case of Scarlet Witch and Vision wanting to be off the grid. Yeah. So they were just hidden in Scotland. But the fact that you then had the the children of Thanos showing up and then fucking that moment where. Because they fucking. They shank him yeah. in the street. So he's fucked. And they have that big fight with explosions on the Royal Mile. And then they crash into the, the fucking Waverley train station. And you just have. Where it looks like they're fucked, and then a train passes in the background, and just, okay, reminder in the train station, no, fucking Captain America's waiting in the shadows, catches the spear, and then fucking Falcon flies in over Costa Coffee, yeah. fucking goes past WH Smith to have a wee fight, and then, what's it, Black Widow as well's in there. Yeah, but uh, she should have as well, eh? Yeah. Now, I know, because at that point, the in Amongst the Children of Thanos, it's the, the female child... Is there, and I remember her voice credits is uh, Carrie Coon, who is the detective for season three of Fargo. Ah, uh. remember that being like it was just through being a fan of fucking the Fargo TV series, which I've noticed isn't airing again until twenty twenty. They're taking another year off and doing it. Ah, uh. but shows like that kind of be rushed, I guess. Nah, um, but when they said it was Carrie Coon, it's like holy shit. She's got like two scenes, like that one there, and then when they're on Wakanda, yeah. and it's sort of like that. 
a Marvel Women Throwdown with Scarlet Witch, Lassie for Black. I mean, like we talk about, um, like, like with the amount of characters that are in the film and the other. It gets past the first hour mark that you're reintroduced to like a uh, like Black Panther and, that and like the city of Wakanda and that. Yeah. And it's like you kind of like almost forget because you're so like engrossed in fucking what's happening. You just forget there's so many fucking characters in this this I universe know. now. Even the fact that all this is going on is oh wait we need Spider Man and he's on a fucking bus with his pal Ned. Now, yeah. I liked how it was like Ned cause a distraction. It's like oh, spaceship. And, and you get the Stanley. fucking Stanley cameo. I has never seen a fucking spaceship before. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see what cameo they've got lined up for yes, them for the game. Because I think they did confirm it. Yeah, they confirmed they? it. I don't know if he's got one for Far From Home. Ah, uh, that's that. it. Because they're going to run out at some point. Yeah. Now, there's a been a popular discussion where what we do do we find a new mascot and have him? appear in their place oh Kevin Smith like he's an ultimate Marvel fan but he should start appearing in it but really that's going to be a really niche audience yeah. As Kevin Smith fans is going to recognise that um, Marvel fans are no really going to pick up on it unless they fucking see him on YouTube crying at trailers and stuff Yeah, it's gonna be, that's really really minute um, another popular one was like having Deadpool just kind of show up, have a witty line, and disappear. Yeah. And that one's more plausible, and it's the fact that it's, like, it's not enough for him to make it uh, like a 15 rating. He could probably show up and say one swear word and leave. Yeah. And then like the older audiences will get that joke. Mm. But I reckon, because well, it's either that or they do the one Grand Moff Tarkin and just uh... bring a guy back for the dead. And have a guy do a, a crack. It's just going to be like, it's either going to be, it'll be a hologram of Stanley or it'll be Stanley plastered on a fucking billboard or something. And that's it. I think that was his cameo in Deadpool 2. He was just a mural on a wall at one scene. Can't mind. I need to go back and see it. Like, right enough. He did appear in the fucking, was there not like a teaser trailer? for? And like, he gets Shut mugged. up, Stanley cameo! And he gets mugged. No, I think it's another guy gets mugged, but when he's running in the street to save the guy, Stanley pops out a phone box and tells it, fucking, shut your mouth, Stanley, can oh, you? I thought it was Stanley that got mugged there, right? No, right, okay. But I. Now, the fact like, he's, he's even in the, the film Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which is a DC film. Cartoon Stanley shows up and says, I'm here to make my Stanley cameo! <laughs> and like an executive comes on. I'm sure that's been done just, you know. Right, and it's just the fact that Stanley, and a guy comes out and whispers, like, shh, shh, and like, it's not a Marvel movie. It doesn't matter. And he grabs the camera, the camera by the lens. It's like I love my moment. Does he have a Spider Verse? Yep. He sells the Spider Man costume to Miles Morales. All right. It's like in the first half hour of the film, there's a big moment. So he goes to buy it, and there's like all the queuing in the shop, and Stanley's there. He's like, oh yeah, me and him were real close. And this is. What if this suit doesn't fit? It's like, this suit fits eventually. And he smiles and it cut, the camera moves across and it says, no refunds. And it's just him <clears> and a wee bling smile on his teeth. That's good. Um, but I think these cameos are going to run out soon. Yeah, they have to. Because I remember them saying, for a day kind of, if it 
was shit. I can't remember. He, I'm positive he is an Ant Man and a Wasp as well, but I cannot tell you what that is because I fucking can't remember. <laughs> um, but I remember they they used to film his cameos in bulk, aye, and just drag and drop them in other film. Well, yeah. in scenes into the films. I think uh, one of like one of his latest cameos that was one of my favourites was when he showed up as like the dentist kind of person I saw Ragnarok when he cuts his hair and all that oh aye yeah because it's like I ain't fucking god why am I scared of you and the fucking the, the hair cutting device yeah. comes out with all these fucking big drills it's like yeah. be gentle and also he was in Guardians 2 as like the fucking like space he was like an astronaut ah, he was like kind of it was like, like fourth wall or something but all the, his other cameos in films yeah where he, he's a there's a time I was a FedEx man like, going to the Avengers fucking thing, looking for Tony yeah. Stank. And they just leave him on the planet. Yeah. But then, of course, Captain Marvel. Yeah, but he's, he's actually playing his cell, reciting his lines for uh, Mallrats. Exactly. And so. I mean, like, like you see, like, Kevin Smith's, like, response in Ali, he was fucking in tears. Exactly. Like, he didn't expect that. And it's... it's well, it's, he, he, he would never got to know that while Stan was still alive, but the fact that he passed now to go see him show up in a film, like... That's one thing, like, your pals with Stan Lee, to see him show up is like, oh, I'll fucking miss that guy. But the fact that he's sitting reading the script to the movie you wrote from back in 1995, yeah. no wonder it broke the man. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a fucking message for beyond the I grave. Always, like, I've always kind of wondered, like, like, the cameos, like, who comes up with, like, what, like, what cameo does, whether it's a studio or if it's maybe Stan Lee himself. Aye. I, I, or even the, the, the folk writing the script where it's like, right, this would be the perfect moment. Or they would just look and go, eh, aye, make him the bus driver. Who chooses? I reckon. Or it's just the day Stan shows up and says, oh, what do you fancy playing, Stan? Yeah. I was like, aye, fuck it, I'll be the FedEx delivery guy. She got him showing up as like a fake fucking Deadpool or something. <laughs> Takes the mask off. Party X-Force or something. Exactly. He's the Johnny fucking wiping up body parts. Mm. Right, so... Who else? Of course... Like Black Panther, Winter Soldier, were sort of teamed together. Hey, did you enjoy Black Panther? The Can't film. Remember, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I thought I wanted a wee bit more Andy Serkis, mm-hmm. and I was actually quite like pleasantly surprised at Martin Freeman's character in it. Yes, uh, and I mean we've talked about how good Michael B. Jordan has becoming an actor. Oh, aye, yes, definitely. Because that was it. It was Killmonger was his villain. Yeah. I remember the scenes where they went to like the museum in London and that, and it was he just yeah. It's one of those ones where it's like Christ. Yeah. They were wanting more from that fucking character. But yeah, like, I've only watched it once. I need to really watch revisit. it again. Mm-hmm. But it's a film that I really do want to see again because it's like as like it starts as like in, in like, like early nineties or like 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 suburban, no suburban, but like urban, like LA and that. it's all mm-hmm. like ghetto and gangsters yeah. and stuff. And like obviously, when I was watching Infinity War today, I noticed the dad from Us. Yes, he plays his like Mbaku or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's it. I believe obviously the is it Laputa Nyango yeah, she was, was in Black Panther. Yes, but I don't think she was she in Infinity in War. No, because you had Shuri, like the younger sister, who's like the science genius. Yeah. And then like the the bold bodyguard Aye. Yeah. to Black Panther. 
I can't remember her name, but mm. neither one of those is like Lupita and Nyong'o. Yeah. But um, I, come on, I guess we're forty-five minutes into this podcast and we've not mentioned Thanos. I know. Well, properly, fucking Josh Brolin. Like, uh. Second week in a row now where we have to talk about this man yeah. kind of fucking steals a movie. Uh, last week we were talking about we weren't too sure what he's done kind of before and after. No Country for Old Men, so I pulled up his IMDb to have a wee look, scan through his big credits. Uh, obviously, we all kind of know that he started with uh, Goonies. Yeah. Playing, he was like the older brother, wasn't ah, he? Was he was older brother, uh, the, the main character one. Yeah. Uh, notable ones after that, he was kind of between like doing TV series uh, for a while. He showed up in uh, Mimic... Which wasn't that that is it Guillermo horror. del Toro done that? It's like a uh, sci-fi horror. I with Guillermo del Toro. That's right. Yeah, he had I, a role in there. I, I think I seen it when I came. It was first about. Mm-hmm. Hollow Man had a credit in that oh, one. Oh fuck! I saw he was Matthew eh? King's intent. Uh, Lethal Vengeance. I remember he had a. He, he played like a corrupt. Like policeman and American gangster with Denzel Washington. Yes. Right. Uh, Into the Blue. Don't think I've seen that. Uh, and then, of course, it's fucking 2007. Was like the year where his fucking career was like revived because 2007, No Country for Old Men, Planet Terror, and American Gangster. Yeah. So, and in the, the Valley of Elah. Tom Han- Tom Tom Lee Jones as well was in that. Yep. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. So you've got those, then oh, you've done uh, W, where was that where you played George Bush? Aye, never seen it, but. Aye, uh, Milk, Women in Trouble, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, the sequel, Jonah Hex. Oh, that's that, a fucking terrible that film. Was a turkey, wasn't it? Him and. John Malkovich. Yep, and What's Her Puss? Transformers, last oh, Megan, Megan Fox, yeah, uh, and of course fucking True Grit. That's what. Still, still never seen it. Still, I've, I've got it there, but I've just still not seen it. There's going to be a fucking uh, like Cohen's brother brewing this year where like we need to score a lot of these off the list. Yeah. Uh, but I, he played Tom Cheney in that one where he's fucking, I like that's a film where like Margaret's just finished com- like complete Red Dead Redemption two. And then Lucan's like, you need to fucking watch True Grit now, because that's it. It's the, like, fucking, if you're addicted to the Old West, that's going to be a fucking brilliant watch. Old Jeff Bridges, fucking Matt Damon, and Josh Brolin. Mm. But I did Gangster Squad, Men in Black 3, of course we mentioned Old Boy. He showed up in the, the Sin City sequel. Aye. I Damon to yeah. Kill for. Never seen it yet. I've never seen it. It was alright. It has got, um, what's his name was in it as well? Uh, Jason Gordon Levitt. Right. He was in it as well. It was alright. It's not as good as the first thing. Mm-hmm. But it was alright. I forgot what it was. He done Everest. Obviously Sicario. Hail Caesar. Only the Brave. Ah, uh, yeah. The that Firefighter was, one. Aye, that was a good one. Uh, I liked that one. And of course, he showed up in fucking Deadpool 2 playing Cable. Hmm. So. And that really kind of brings it up. Obviously, it legs of a white-tailed deer hunter. Netflix ah, special. Yeah. We're already laughing at that fucking scene again. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's filming June. 
D-U-N-E. Yeah, where is it? Denise Delvenu. F- ah, yeah, I can't remember his yeah. fucking... Uh, him and all kind of else doing that film at the moment. But, um, obviously, we like to talk about who steals the film, but I think Thanos is like a fucking iconic character now. Yeah. And he's such a fucking force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Like, no, you can't could stop him in this film. And but, I mean, he, um, like, when Thanos first appeared... Yeah. It wasn't actually Josh Brolin that was playing him, was nope. it? it was, was it CGI or was it just... It was CGI and just... There was like one line at the end of yeah. Avengers. It wasn't until, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy... Yeah, where he actually starts talking. Nah, he, he picks up the glove and, and says, I'm like, I'll do it myself then. Like, that's where he first fucking yeah. utters a line as the character. But it's just such a fucking character. It's his movie. Like, it's yeah. we're watching his journey... The fact, like, all his history with, like, Gamora, where he, he's on her planet and kind of adopts her as a child. And he just has all these fucking epic speeches where, like, where he's got the the wee twin blade knife. Yeah. Talks about how it's perfectly balanced, how all things should be, and how all he wants to do is just kind of save the world by fucking destroying yeah, half, half of it. Whereas, like, where these people, because on her planet, you just lined them up and shot them. Mm. and they're talking all the stories of well there's babies with like full bellies and, and there's enough for everyone there's, and I see all those memes now where people are stuck in traffic and there's like Thanos was right ah yeah I've <laughs> seen seen loads of them mm-hmm. but ah he just has all these fucking epic speeches like the whole thing where he has the moment where he's looking for the soul stone yeah and he's on the planet and you get that red skull cameo which, ah definitely but is it confirmed that it was Red Skull because... I think so, but it wasn't Hugo Weaving. Aye, because he played Red Skull in the first Avenger. Because eh? mm-hmm, that's it. He talks about getting to hold one of the stones and he was at, he had the Tesseract yeah. at that stage. So it was definitely the character Red Skull, but it, it was not Hugo Weaving yeah. returning for the role. But it just when they had that moment where he obviously had to sacrifice something he loved and where he just like a single tear would roll... Was it... Was it? Ah, it was a tear. Yeah. And Red Skull knows exactly what the fucking score is, and Gamora just hadn't clicked yet. Mm. It is a fucking powerful moment. Ah, the, the music as well that plays it's like it's got like, it's got, like bells like chiming it, and like it shows you it's like a slight. It kind of almost shows like a wee bit of like like humanity and Thanos because it's mm. almost like he didn't want to do it, but because he wants the fucking. If this is what the stone wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm fucking just launches her off there it is because it's I think it like marks the halfway point of the film yeah and you're just thinking Jesus Christ the fucking repercussions that's gonna come from this mm. like where they have when they have fucking managed to stop them on Titan you have Mantis fucking kind of put them in sleep modes yeah and then they're all like is the frustrating part was like they could have done it I know but fucking Peter Quill I know Jesus Christ and every time I watch it, part of me, there's just like 1%. It's like, I wish they get it right this time. Uh, nah. <laughs> it's already happened. You can't change the film shoot. But where like they all team together, where like the Guardians have teamed up with the fucking the Avengers that have ended up in space. And they have that great scene where they all meet each other. Because they, they, they all just think, the Guardians just think, these guys work for Thanos. Yeah. And 
It's like, who do you work for? And the way it's like, what do you mean, Jesus? It's like, what? Are you from Earth too? It's like, no, I'm from Minnesota. It's like, that's on Earth, dipshit. <laughs> and they're just going back and forth with each other. But when they finally team together and catch Thanos, where you've got fucking Peter Quill running across like Titan and fucking Doctor Strange is doing these wee vision platforms for him. And yeah. then you've got Spider Man doing all this thing like magic. Like, Magic with a kick, and you're just showing up doing all these fucking different things, and they strap him down, and it's just talking about what's it. He suffers from anguish, he's grieving, and it's like, what the fuck's he got to grieve about? Where is Gamora? And it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think she's dead. Yeah, but as I know, just before that, you get that whole like where, why, and yes, what. exactly another fucking key Drax fucking moment yeah. where it's like, where's Gamora? And I'll do one better. Who is Gamora? And it's like, I'll do one better. What? And it's the shot where fucking Iron Man has got the foot on his chest and like nanomachines or microbots. He just creates a big fucking blaster, puts in I could take it. And it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> You're about to get your fucking head blown off your shoulders. There's no way you can survive this shot. But he's just a fucking cocksure of himself. Yeah. Like, I can take it. But I, it's just how a fucking. I know it's, 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 it's Oh man, I thought like, in the word, but it's like obviously it's like you're, you're so close, but yeah, it's so far, and you feel exactly. really like defeated. Yeah, where he just loses his temper and fucking starts punching him in the face, and like, no, you fucking yeah. tits. And I think I've. Harry did online, but you just like how could they have solved this problem sooner? And just honestly, Doctor Strange opening the wee portal and chopping his hand off, like they done it earlier when they got rid of a uh, Bruce Banner to get him out of trouble, and they just done that, and one of the monsters jumped up and they ah, cut his hand cut off his when hand they dropped him in off, the like yeah. the Antarctic, and it's just a big hand. It's like there it is. See, they could chop hands off with these portals, and yeah. just for him to quickly <clears throat> open one up, get the glove, chop it off. It'd be solved, but yeah, um, that's not how movies work. I think like there's also so many like key moments in the film and stuff. Are fucking tons, and I like the big massive like battle scene in Wakanda and that is like fucking, yeah. it's like really well done. How how long does it last? Is it like the last forty five minutes or the last half hour? Because it's it it, it it's something that's brewing. Like they're all showing up and Wakanda's fucking like I'm a fortress. I'm sure I I clipped to see how long was left on the film. Mark when like the Hulkbuster was there. Yes. So you've got about forty minutes still left to fucking go. Aye. And that you're thinking, can how can this go? But they managed to kind of keep the pace it well done. Mm-hmm. And it's also you get the big massive battle in Wakanda, but then it's kind of pacing between that the battle with Thanos on like Titan and yep. where fucking Thor and get the the axe. Yes, from what's it Atiri and the fucking yeah. The, Peter Dinklage playing a, the a biggest giant. dwarf in the galaxy. It's like, <laughs> it's just like huge for being technically the fucking smallest guy in all his films. Now he's the giant, and I love how obviously they made the glove like his backstory, where all of his fucking race mm. on his planet, and then he had his fucking hands cast in iron. 
and he just couldn't make another weapon. Yeah. And it was up to fucking Thor to that that scene where he said, "Well, I'll have to fucking like get burned by the star." To powerful weapon. Yeah. And it's like even if I die, he's like, "It'll kill you." He's like, "Well, don't worry, I could do it unless I die in the process." Like, I'm fucking, I've ruined that joke, but it just like, yes, that's what suicide means <laughs> <laughs> when it just gets that wee line but and it's the fact that fucking as baby Groot exactly he needs the fucking wood so he just uses himself and it's like oh it's, it's fucking movie magic everything's put yeah. together into this magical weapon was it Stormbreaker yeah or, and obviously his introduction to the Wakanda battle scenes ah, with the music playing exactly like the music it's like a fucking crescendo like because the monsters, these fucking big venom-like creatures, fucking dogs, is becoming overwhelming. Fucking Steve Rogers, even with dual shields, can't really kill enough of them. Fucking Mark Ruffalo and the Hulkbuster yeah. is getting fucking scratched apart. I love that moment where he was in the Hulkbuster, running in the battlefield. It's like, it's like I'm the Hulk again! And he fucking trips and fucking lands <laughs> down in the suit. And the fucking Wakandans are looking at him going, what a tit. <laughs> It's, like, it's okay, it's cool, I'm alright. <laughs> but it is where they, they realise visions, fuck, like they're all circling around the back. They're looking for a weakness and say, right, the only way we could do it is just open the door and let them in. And it just, through all that, and you've got everything kicking off, and it is, it just looks like they're all about to fucking die. Yeah. And then it's the big Bifrost fucking, yeah. fucking rainbow comes down. The axe comes around, saves everyone in a big whoop, and there it is. It's just the moment of fucking Thor landing there. Groot one side, a fucking machine gun toting raccoon beside him, and the fucking score is full pelt, and just yeah. like hairs up on the back of your neck. Because, like, that moment couldn't be any cooler, even if it was fucking painted on the side of a panel van. Yeah, there's, like, um, there's videos online, uh, like cinemas in America. Folk losing like, their shit. Yeah, folk like folk losing their mind like watching that scene. I could just and imagine I, the fucking Americans. Like, it just it, it looks so fucking like like you want to be there. You didn't get like that. Aye, you didn't We're get so shit reserved. Like, that. like, like my boss is going to Florida next week, and he was going to wait and go and see Avengers when he's in America, but he's fucking lordy wants to go and see it now. See it now, yeah. But he's like, I might just go and see it in America just just because I want to see, see what American. it's like. Yeah. Aye, because. That's imagine like midnight screenings like that's going to be the time where people lose their shit in Scotland because this is your hardcore audience. People well, are we witness a different type of losing their shit in midnight screening. Yes, aye. Because <laughs> what that was it? Force Awakens. We were all there. I, I had a tango ice blast because I wanted to stay up for like the next three hours <laughs> just for the fucking last in the cinema to come out saying, "Aye, we can't get the film to work. I'm sorry, you'll all get a full refund." And that dude <laughs> in the back of the cinema. I'm tin my eckies, what do I do now? Imagine that boy trying to walk home fucking tripping balls uh, in a galaxy far, far away. And it is, it's one of those things where Addy can if I could do another midnight screen and what if this cinema fuck up again? Nah, that, it is, I didn't do it. This would be the film to go see because this is the biggest film coming out, uh, Endgame. Like, it is, there's no bigger film coming out. Yeah. But we'll get to that. And... With this, I mean, I can imagine American audiences going absolute fucking tits. Like, you've seen how fucking daft they went for Black Panther. Yeah. 
Like the fucking black community, the people dancing in the fucking cinema, and it's like, but to have Thor coming in that moment, fucking popcorn in the air, fuck going absolute fucking yeah. mental. It's kind it's like that was also my favourite like scene in the film, but it's kinda of reminds me of the the bit in Ragnarok where he lands on the bridge at the end and Les Zeppelin's immigrant song plays. Exactly. And he's just fucking tearing through them and it's just like the choice of music and that just plays so well along with the film. Aye. For a second there I thought you were going to mean Mark Ruffalo landing on the bridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a wee deed body. Uh Eh, man, let's see. I'm trying to think, what is the coolest point, the moment of the film for you? Because obviously that Thor bit, really the Thor's entrance into Wakanda is the coolest part of the film for me. Yeah, and that's probably the the coolest part in the film. And then my next next note talks about the false finishes. Yes. And uh, when you get the whole after the battle and... um, Because, I mean, the big ones really is Iron Man and Vision. Yeah. Like, I fucking forgot about like how close we were to losing Iron Man. Yeah. After they failed the... Because that's who everybody's money was on, that it was going to be him that was going to die. You expected it. You expected Captain America. <laughs> like, the people that were in it from the very beginning have been doing this shit for ten years now. And yeah. much like Logan, they're, they're tired. They've made their fucking millions off the character. Yeah. Go and let me just, like... I'm tired of fucking working out every fucking day to maintain yeah. this fucking Captain America style shape. Sure, Iron Man doesn't need to be as physically in shape because he's in a suit. Yeah. But like fucking Logan and all that, like they had fucking bodies to maintain, characters to keep up. So yeah. Robert Downey Jr., the first film in the franchise, pretty sure the boy's tired. Yeah, he's got to be mid to late fifties now. Yeah, the boy like. Come in game like again. You're probably everyone's putting money on it because we well, see a lot of people are, are speculating it could be Steve Rogers there uh, because they obviously Chris Evans is announcement. But also we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, mm-hmm. like obviously like when uh, Thanos like breaks the fucking the blade, shard, the blade and just sticks it right through him. Aye, the music changed. He he fucking he's in death mode. He's like. Sitting there, about to bleed out, and it's just when, what's it? Fucking Thanos was doing his wee speech, saying people remember you. You are a visionary, blah blah blah. And it's, it's when fucking Doctor Strange offers up the time stone to yeah. fucking spare his life. Uh, ah, like. And it is what just when you see that moment, it's like he's fucking, he's gonna die. And it's just they fucking, it's a, a bait and switch. It's like he fucking lives. And yeah. it just looked like you just you were seeing a death scene right there. Yeah, and it's like when <clears throat> it's when they it's when they destroy the time stone with Scarlet Witch. So no, no, no. so uh, no time stone. It's a uh, oh, I can't remember the fucking name of that stone that he had. Whatever stone he had in his fucking head. Yeah, anyway. it was the last one. Yeah. Um, obviously, when that broke, exactly. and that, I was thinking, I think, surely no. Surely uh, there's something. They get here and it, they manage to fucking prevent it from happening. It's like, yeah. This is two films. This just doesn't end here. Nah. 
And then thing is like you always forget that he's already got the fucking time stone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that that fucking completely blew me away. Like the yeah. fact that he reversed the fucking Aye, time. The, the to... second that he pulls the glove into like shop and it turns green, you're like, oh, you know exactly what he's doing. You're like, oh shit, he's just... Because you've yeah. seen it in Doctor Strange where they could just rewind time when they were fucking destroying Hong Kong. It's like, that gem has that power to rewind time. And you're thinking, oh, you sneaky bastards. Yeah. And then obviously he just literally just fucking rips it off like a plaster. Digs his fingers in, pulls it out. Yeah. And it's just... They show you a shot of Vision's feet wiggling as they just fucking lose their life and the colour drains from his body. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it's one of those things you think you would never see in a superhero film where yeah. superheroes are being killed left, right and centre. Mm. Like you're watching heroes die on screen. And then obviously all like, oh, the tone kind of changes and all that. And then ends up fucking scaring, uh, sparring with fucking uh, Noir Man fucking Cap. Aye. And there's a, like, he's almost like, you feel Captain America's almost got a chance, but you get that great shot. Yeah. And it just shows you the fucking scale of this being like, fucking Cap was going in with all the big body punches, trying to get him with these shields, and you're just wondering, like, yeah. did not leave a scratch on his cheek, and it's like, all that effort yeah. for a drop of blood. And he's like, aye, they're there. And then the fucking, but. and then the Stormbreaker hits him in the chest and that. Aye, because that's it, like, you almost forget, like, fucking Thor's there. And you're just like, my boy, fucking finish it. Yeah. And it is, it's just, and he, he, like, he beats him line. in, he beats him in. And, that, and he makes you think that that's some fucking done. Because he's doing the... Like... And he can't even say the sentence fully to begin with. And he's like, yeah. and he's like, he's like come nearer, child. He's like, what? And then just, and you're just like, oh... And it is, it's, I fucking forget the gloves like a, a use once only. Uh, it turns into this whole fucking crispy and melting and yeah. fucking smoke's coming off. And it's like, well, that's it. Because I just assumed, well, they could use the time, Jim, and reverse it all and just fucking rewind yeah, it back a fortnight and they're not. fine. But nope, that's it. It's used once only and they're fucking gone. Yeah. So, and it is, it's just, the the fact like how they managed to do it has become such a fucking mark in pop culture, like memes. Every time you see a fucking pile of sand in a meme. Yeah. Like, if you, there's a fucking cinema in America. Ah, they've the got car, the display, glass cabinet the, with the, all the those smart bastards it's so good so it is it was just a fucking like effective way to do it because it's that more fucking devastating because you see the look on their faces yeah. as their fucking hands are dissolving in front and of them and obviously the worst one's fucking uh, Spider-Man Spider-Man yeah it takes about 10 minutes for him to turn to sand where like Drax <clears throat> was like got one word out and big pile of sand but it's the same you had, like, when you had Black Panther and his bodyguard, and you just instantly assumed, like, it's got to be the fucking, the, the supporting actor that's going to turn, like, you seen Bucky turn yeah. to fucking sand, you expect the bold woman, and you seen the disintegration happen, but it's on the wrong end, it's fucking Black Panther. I would have yeah. loved to see an American audience's reaction to Black Panther dissolving. Especially yeah. like all the people that were fucking championing that film months prior. Just to see him fucking die on screen. Like, I could just imagine folk fucking screaming, losing yeah. their shit. 
Like, that's your black community. Then to see fucking Spider-Man, all the fucking tweens, all the teenagers, all they go, <laughs> no, not Spider-Man. It is and like that, a... like that line, like, uh, I, like don't, I don't feel good. That has just become like the meme of the year. Aye, uh, and it's it's almost like a fucking the end of Titanic with Jack and Rose. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just like, uh, and he's just slowly falling apart, and he's just like, oh. And it is it's one of those things where Stark would probably would have been like, pick me, I was already dying. Yeah. Why the kids? Aye, and it is, it's so fucking brutal. And then and, it just kind of ends where you see Thanos just in a walking. Mm-hmm. Like sitting down and he's kind of like takes like a, like a sigh of relief like he's kind of chuffed with himself. Aye, he's done it. Aye, I've done like I've set out to do it. It's happened. Now he can rest, just looking across the fields. And you're just like Jesus Christ. Now we've got to wait a year to find out what happens next. And like when I was watching it today, <clears throat> like I completely forgot about the end credit scene as well. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching it today, like. When it showed you the Infinity War like title logo, yeah, it started to disintegrate. Aye. Like and that way, and I didn't even notice that in the cinema the first ah, time. Nah. I wasn't even paying attention. And I, right enough, there's your link to Captain Marvel at the end. Yeah. And honestly, they must be relying heavily on her to save the day. And it, see, I'm. I think it'll leave like a wee bit of a, like a bad taste in folks' mouth if it's her that. Saves the day. And somebody that shows up last minute is yeah, your saviour. Yeah. Because mm, that's it. Was, you kind of felt where it was like, it should have been maybe one of the, the first established characters. But I guess the fact that they've all failed, who can they turn to? And well, here's this yeah. alien from space. So, overall opinion of the film, I think it's still... It, it's a fucking brilliant film. Yeah. What they fucking achieved is outstanding. There's been nothing like it. Like the closest thing you could maybe compare it to such a, an epic franchise is like James Bond. But this would be the case if you had all the James Bond team together to take on one villain. Like that's only where you could get anything as near as impressive. But it's something that's just never happened before, and they've tried to replicate it since with DC and Justice League. But it's it pales in comparison. Yeah. Mm. Like you can't even rush this thing. This is something that had brewed for ten years, and after Endgame, I didn't think Marvel could make anything won't be any near as epic. Yeah, like this is Marvel peaking right here. Like they are going to make all the money in the world tonight and over the next fucking month, six weeks, eight weeks. Like it's the biggest fucking film in history. I think is premiering. In like two hours' time, as we record this, yeah. So, and after that, like, they're for fucking junkies chasing that high. The next hit isn't going to come until you fucking see a uh, fucking episode nine. I would imagine. Yeah, like I mean, you've got Spider Man in the summer. Yeah, and that's it. I was speaking to my cousin, and she said Captain Marvel was just methadone. Like that was just enough to lead you to the next big hit, which was Endgame. Like, sure, that was, it's, it's not as anywhere good, but it's enough to get me by. And I feel uh, Spider-Man now, it already looks better than Captain Marvel. It's mm. just going to be enough to get you by to what's next, because is there going to be another Avengers movie after this? I don't know. I think the next bigger sense is probably going to be Guardians 3, now that they've rehired James Gunn. Yes. 
we'll also we'll find out the morning where they're going to go mm-hmm. with Guardians. I'm interested to fucking see where they're going to go with Spider-Man after the morning, how they're going to start Far From Home. Yep. I honestly you know. think it should just be like when Far From Home starts and it just comes up two weeks before Infinity War. That's what I was saying to one of the boys at work that maybe it'll take place before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Or because I don't want them to go in the, the avenue of alternative universe. Yeah. Because it does. I feel Endgame. It hurts that wee bit. Exactly. Um, rewatchability. The film is really Aye. rewatchable. It was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was a strange one. Like Black Panther was nominated for several, and it got several. Uh, Infinity War, which again we've just been talking for the last hour, it is one of the most ingenious fucking films. Like the fact that they've managed to make this film over the course of ten years, put it together. Combining superheroes together, the fact that it did not get anywhere near as much acknowledgement as I feel it should have, because mm. uh, that's it was a, nominated for best achievement in visual effects and it lost to the first man. I mean, I can obviously vouch. Well, you've vouch for that. I've seen mm-hmm. first man. You have. Yeah, yeah, there was times that it was visually impressive, but. Uh, <sighs> And I guess the only time, remember, they spoke about introduce, introducing a most popular film category for the Oscars. Yeah, and then they cancelled it. Yeah. I did see it today, actually. They've, uh, they've agreed to change the the name of the best foreign film category. Oh. And now crying it, because uh, I was at best foreign language movie, is now going to be best international film. Oh, I guess foreign language is maybe an old term now. Yeah. So, Sounds in, a bit like it. international is a little bit more inclusive, like a bit easier, I guess. But I mean, okay, outside of Thanos, who steals a film for you? Uh, probably fucking, probably Drax, eh? just because yeah. he's like. Share a witness about him, because mm-hmm. that's it. All his jokes turned into memes, and like it's so easy to quote. Like all those fucking other comments, like all the other guys could be funny, but Drax has a particular dry humor that works so fucking well. Yeah, but and I think personally, I think Thor's quite good in it. Just about his interactions, like his newfound sense of humor, mixed so well with the Guardians, yeah. teaming him up with fucking Groot. And uh, Rocket Raccoon was perfect. Yeah, I never liked to go with eye back though. Yeah, I like, kind of thought. I reckon. I guess I just thought. It was... I mean, that was obviously like when I seen the trailer. When I seen the teaser trailer for exactly, he was Infinity, still missing it. When I seen it, he was obviously missing it, and also I hadn't seen Ragnarok, so I was like, "Why the fuck's Thor only got one eye?" Yeah, but I was, ah, I've got a spare eyeball on a the ship. There you go. Yeah, and it was a strange moment. For for him to get his fucking eye to focus and all that, but yeah, um, like I did like like the one thing I missed when I was talking. It was a wee like we bit of, like dialogue between the uh, Rocket Raccoon and Bucky Barnes when yes. he had the when he was trying to get him like the the mechanical arm. Yes, with the gun. Ah, uh, he's I'm gonna get that arm, and they had that fucking great moment where it's more or less a. Uh, 
Bucky Barnes doing like a dual pistol camera goes around him, but one hand's the machine gun, the other hand's the fucking raccoon with a machine gun. Yeah. And they're just going around and they're both fucking screaming. Like an, an equally epic moment. Yeah. And it was just like, how much for the gun? Not for sale. What about the arm? And it is, it just plays back on Rocket's character where he just wants random shit for no reason. Yeah. I remember in Guardians how he's wanting a leg and they bring him <laughs> the leg to break your prison. like, what do you need the leg for? I just want to see if you get it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you fucking little bastard. Now, uh, for IMDb, this sits again at number 60. It is sandwiched in between um, Paths of Glory from Stanley Kubrick. That was his war film at number 59. Yeah. And beneath it, at 61, Django Unchained. Mm. Which, and I guess it, you can't even, like, does Django deserve to be underneath Infinity War? Like, it's two completely different beasts. Uh. And it just comes down to how the people have voted it. Yeah, because I think that's how the like the top two fifty kind of comes down to yeah? mm-hmm. like what is like I think they basically kind of compare it to kind of like how many votes it's got. Because mm-hmm. I imagine maybe Pass the Glory, Infinity War, and Django Unchained must like m- most likely all have the same score. Let's just say nine point five, but it might come down to how many people have voted in those nine. 9.5 ah it's all about the consistency and all that exactly it'll come down to because obviously Infinity War all kind of in their dug who use Amazon like like I guess yeah. internet film but it's funny like, like to vote like, like I guarantee you, if you go on IMDB the new look up Endgame for the people that have probably seen it last night mm-hmm. Endgame's probably sitting at like a close to like a 9 point something rating give it a month and it will drop Yes. Doing it like an exactly. equally balanced fucking... Mm, all the fucking X-Men films were in there at one point. I remember seeing Days of Future Past was in that list. Yeah. And it, they all just slowly just kind of drop off whenever something apoc- else starts least, trending. At least it was in the apocalypse anyway. That was... <laughs> Aye. Very much a miss. Okay, so... There I guess go. at the time... We've, I feel we've covered the film. Quite fair, we're yeah. an hour twenty in. Uh, Endgame's current rate on IMDb nine point three. There you go, and it's sitting at seven eight on Metacritic. Right, uh, BBT. Aye, yeah. I'm guessing this film had a budget of two hundred fifty million. <laughs> um, there wasn't an accurate number. All right, I checked multiple sources. But the number they were going for was anything between three hundred and fifteen and four hundred million. Damn. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. And it, 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 we know it made its money back. It made billions. Yeah. Um. It took six hundred seventy-eight point eight domestically. Right. And it took one point three billion foreign. Jesus. So it made just over two Aye. billion. So I think it's like the only four films that have made hit the two billion mark, and it's been that Titanic, Avatar, and Force Awakens. Aye, yeah. I've I've got that in for our uh, <coughs> end game discussion, but uh, aye. Um, uh, trivia: um, Captain Marvel was originally going to be in the film, right? But then the team they decided that um, she would have her own like her own debut backstory first. Yeah. Um, during the scene where 
where Thanos uh, acquires the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. once he gets it, the Russo's had the idea of having Thanos walk through a river of blood. Aye. And that, but then they kind of deemed that it would be a bit too dark, so they Aye. kind of decided against it. Aye, because he just kind of wakes up like on a beach in the water. Yeah. And there's the gem in his hands. Um, and there was another one where um, <coughs> the Russells gave uh, Mark Ruffalo a fake script. Yeah. Because he's been notorious for like Acting spoiling, leaking. <coughs> spoiling <Right>. shit. <laughs> Poor <coughs> bastard. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Amazon One Star Reviews. Is there any? There is a 92 out of a 1,840. So it's almost, what's that, 1%, 10%? A very small percentage, I. Uh, I think I would be right with maybe saying 10. Now, obviously this, where am I going here? Aye, Amazon link. Go to filmsandswearing.com, click on our Amazon link. That is the best way for you to support Films and Swearing and buy yourself some cool shit on Amazon at the same time. If you purchase through our link, we get a small commission. And yeah, if you want to support the show, shop on Amazon via filmsandswearing.com. Now, the three reviews I have that rated this film one star, we have uh, R. Lithgow. Um, He writes, very disappointing film, confused plot, poor dialogue. Also seems to owe a lot to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films, not least in the score. Maybe he's like a hardcore Rings fan. Mm. Like <laughs> the scene for Clerks too. Ah, uh, <laughs> between uh, yeah. Randall and fucking Eel- Elias. Yeah, Elias. No, what? Uh, Aye, because there's a light, and then another guy comes in, and he fucking grills him that hard, he fucking throws up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next review uh, from someone called Chica. Uh, no Hawk, no Samuel Jackson. Hawk didn't come out to play crap film. I mean, it was weird that there was no Hawkeye. Yes, and <clears throat> Ant-Man as well, but... Uh, did they not do like a one liner saying they're looking after their families like these are Avengers with families yeah although saying that fucking I guess Ant-Man's technically (coughs) when you see in uh, I think that's them kind of saying well he couldn't do anything he's under house arrest but then they just I guess they've assumed that Hawk I was going to say Hawkman uh, Hawkeye was looking <laughs> after his family on the farm. Alright. Uh, and our last one, which feels like an awfully Scottish review, is from a person called Craig Thane. Title of the review, Aye Aye. And the, the review, I wish Iron Man died. <laughs> is it? I didn't understand um, like people that like review films, give it like one star reviews, and like just have like, like a small sentence. Not reviews, and a lot of the other one star reviews are people tearing their arse out of. Talking about the sound quality, and then talking mm. about fucking faulty three uh, D Blu rays. 
Yeah, or like the wrong thing in the mail. That's it. That one of the reviews was just like I didn't order this. <sighs> I was like, cool pal, you do need to. This is not how you contact Amazon. I know. Uh, next time on films and swearing, we're back to the list. It will be uh, single reviews. Mike, we have left because we're getting there. We're, we're over the halfway mark. So for our individual reviews. There is five films left. We have the German Oscar winner, The Lives of Others. The black and white comedy, The Apartments. The, um, I guess, epic war film, Bridge of the River Kwai. Pixar's Inside Out. And I think Anthony Hopkins in The Elephant Man. Which do you fancy doing? I'll take the Elephant Man. Elephant Man. <clears throat> well, I've heard, I've heard about it. I've never really seen it. Yeah. So, John Hurt's in that one as well. Eh? Yes. Anthony Hopkins and John Hurt. Mm. Now, if you're struggling to get a copy, I have it. So I could All right. pass that on to you. Cool. Uh, for myself, let's see. Mm, I, get, I have Bridge and the River Quiet on DVD, so I might as well use it. Yeah. So, that leaves Andy the option. If you can make it next week, Inside Out, The Apartment, and The Lives of Others. And that's it. Then we have six left on our main episodes. Wolf of Wall Street, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Chinatown, Star Wars, Episode 4, four A New Hope, uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and Shawshank Redemption. And I, that'll I keep, be us. I keep scrolling past uh, Chinatown on Now TV. I know, that's it. We will fucking finally see this. I can't believe we fucking managed to miss out on... Uh, was it Two Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? One Bird Flew, flew? One Flew one Over flew. the Cuckoo's Nest. How the fuck did you say two, Stuart? Anyway. Um, so yeah. Follow us on social media at FAS Podcast for Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And... Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. Or stick around and listen to us talk about Endgame. Alright Mike, other than Ant-Man going up Thanos' arse, how do you think the story's going to go? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, like, Thanos is that kind of bad guy where, like, can you, like, you almost kind of root for him. So yes. the thing is, like, um. Because that's it, we've had a year to think about it, and we kind of think, <clears throat> you know what? He isn't actually that bad. Yeah. He's got. His ideas aren't actually that flawed. Yeah, like, it's, it's kind of like, like, um. It's like the. Oh, fucking, what was the name of the. The Governor in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, aye. I thought he was a really good villain, and I was fucking devastated when he died at the end of season four I yeah. it was only really around for one season wasn't yeah, it yeah one season or two seasons and I was just like come on eh could have done so much more of him yeah but I mean I know that obviously like Thanos will be away after this one because he's been kind of like he's only really been like predominant in this and Endgame yeah he's just had his wee cameos that's through the last couple of films and stuff mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it'll be up to either. I think it'll be up to either Thor or um, Captain America that will probably take him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I think I'd be really pissed if it is uh, Captain Marvel because mm-hmm. obviously you know like she's just shows up last minute. Yeah, she's new on the scene. Yeah. Um, now, from what I remember, I think Stu McPherson gave us his theory on it. And from what I can remember, like Captain America will die in, uh, let's say, killing Thanos, leaving Bucky Barnes to hold the mantle, and possibly having Black Widow turn evil. Hmm. Was uh, let me find a tweet, man. It is fucking Endgame is trending right now. I know. It's like avoid spoilers. Don't look. I know. I'm fucking avoiding all social media. The board they'll after a bit. Uh, that's it. Captain America dies. Bucky takes Captain's role. Iron Man retires to become a dad. Possibly the last time we see War Machine, Scarlet Witch snaps and becomes the body for next major events. Not Black Widow. Right. But that's like, you can see that with Scarlet Witch. She always kind of looks like that character that's been since she started as a body that got converted. Yeah. And just with it being like this this witch that she'll take kind over. Of, she'll kind of blame them for uh, Vision's death and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I could only see just some of like your original Avengers having to sacrifice themselves in killing Thanos, like Captain yeah. America. It's sort of just like Armageddon. Somebody has to say with a rock at the end. <sighs> so, uh, but Mike, tell me, name one superhero who's going to die. Like, if Marvel have the balls to kill this character. Um. If they really had the fucking nuts, they would kill Peter Quill. Yeah. Yeah, like that would just send fucking shockwaves. Exactly. Like and that would completely change the fucking... Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume 3. I think uh, keeping Black Panther dead. Like, the, yeah. they've already announced a sequel, but have that a fucking red heron. And it's only just revealed now that it was never going to happen. Yeah, like, a, like the bait and switch sort of Exactly. Because... I feel like they're, they're not doing it with Spider-Man. We've seen the trailer to the next film. That boy could be Spider-Man for a few more years. Yeah. But, I like, your original Avengers are all expendable. I could, I will not be shocked to yeah. see anyone die. Maybe other than the Hulk, I think the Hulk would be a surprise if they kill him. Yeah, I think Just, it'd be a wee bit, like, sad because I think, like, the character that Mark Ruffalo brings is yeah, like quite funny. Exactly. It does make a fun Hulk, especially like post Ragnarok. Aye. Where he was Hulk for years. But um a bigger surprise would be if Thanos Which like let's just say there's a fucking like their equivalent of like an Arkham Asylum. They found a place to imprison Thanos Aye. and leave him there. And then you're thinking, well, you could only break out and happen again. Yeah. Um, how do you think they're going to counter-react the snap? Get the will, gank. Other than, because well, I think the popular theory is man in the wasp, they discover like a technology, like they shrink so small, pretty much. Let's just say they could go back in time, but not go back in time, but go across time. Uh, is the way they kind of explain it. 
and I feel that's possibly the cop out they're going to use. They're going to go back in time to change events. And this was like, a, I think, if it ended up just being fan fiction, but someone posted a story on Reddit, which was supposedly the teaser trailer. Like they saw it and they just wrote down as much details as they can. And they said there's images of, let's say, Captain America and Ant Man shrink into microscopic size and revisiting past Marvel movies. Alright. And, and changing the fucking past to help fucking fix the future. Yeah. Like the butterfly effect. Ah. So that'll, that'll be an interesting route to go down. And it would be, I guess, entertaining to watch to kind of see them go back on themselves. Yeah. But. All this person, what they saw in the trailer, and we never got any of that in the trailer. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see Hawkeye as like this Ronin character. Yeah, like because it looks like he's in fucking Tokyo fighting Yakuza now with a blade. Mm. So, um, and she's I think she's fucking dust now. That that's. Her in exchange for the Soul Stone, the fact the Soul Stone's been used, I think there's yeah, no going back. Uh, other than somehow rewinding time. But I feel go ahead with your Galaxy Volume 3, one cast member down. Fucking, what if they swapped it around? What if fucking Thor was with the Guardians? That would be a welcome addition, right? Exactly. You kind of have dueling leaders. Like, right enough, in the second one, they all kind of had, like, Rocket thought of himself as a leader. Yeah. And Quill argued that. But to have Thor and Quill, and, like, because he's, he's already fucking buddy-buddy with fucking Rocket and Groot. And Drax fucking admires with Mantis. So you still have a female in the group. Yeah. So, and that would just lend it such a different way. My long shot is um, Korg saved the day. Fuck, say that. Like, go on Skybet and fucking put that pound down because you would be a multi-millionaire if it happened. Now, I, I, it's not a far shot from saying it, but I think this will be the biggest grossing movie of all time. You think? Yep. I honestly think this, because Avatar... is three... Avatar three million, eh? is number one with 2.7 billion. 7. Infinity War... Is two point zero four. Uh, so that's sat in fourth place. Force Awakens just bet by twenty million. That's two point zero six. Now already, I've, I've subscribed to the box office uh, section of Reddit, and the figures that they're telling me already. Let's see. Are they just, are they just like just from today alone, like midnight screenings uh, in China? It's already made one hundred seven million. Uh, there's, they showed me a picture of a cinema that has snapped the same this theatre is shown only Endgame and it's got seven screens and it all is shown is fucking Endgame there's pictures, videos of people running in the Philippines to get to the screen there's, a, there's like the world is going mad uh, fucking South Korea's made 8.3 million on the first showing of it and you're just thinking this is not even day one this is like yeah. we're maybe 12 hours in Night to night, give what I wouldn't be surprised if the fucking Infinity War will make some box office tonight, because the amount of fucking double bills, Aye. like those figures will count. That box office Aye, is going to yeah. change tonight. That figure you just told me, that's going to creep a little bit closer. That might actually overtake. Would it be crazy to say 
Infinity War makes 20 million tonight? Nah, I don't. Like, so would that mean fucking Infinity War then overtakes Force Awakens? Possibly. Like, this is be fucking crazy in a sense. They do the box office reports to have both Infinity War and Endgame in the top 10. Maybe the top 10's a stretch because it's just got to be one showing. Yeah. They're only going to show it once. They're just showing it tonight. But I know, like, fucking every theatre I know is showing Infinity War tonight. Yeah. So they're all going to get the fucking money off of that one screening and then the same in America and if they've done then maybe the same in China or it's like that's going to get a bump mm-hmm. tonight. So it would be fucking crazy if that is enough to make 20 million to push it above fucking yeah. uh, be interesting Force Awakens. Uh, it'll be interesting to go on like box office mojo next week Yeah, and see where it's sitting at. I, I, I was looking at it today just hoping like have they started recording figures already and they haven't but it's going to break all the records. Aye. Honestly, Avatar with 2.7. Like, Infinity War was just missing $700 million. Well, like, that, that that's a fucking oh, a chunk of change. Some yeah. fucking directors wish they made that money in their career. Not just off of one film. But I could see Endgame taking number one spot. It's probably the longest shot, but that is the fucking film to do it. Yeah. Like if Infinity War could get to the top four and if Force Awakens could get to three, it's it's overtaken both of them. They're saying it's already shot over the expectations of Infinity War. Yeah. Comparing like the figures it took on day one. God, it's fucking it's part two. Yeah. It was left with the ultimate cliffhanger of everyone's favourite superheroes turned to fucking dust. Yeah. You have Now imagine though. Imagine fucking you know how obviously you got Avengers in 2012, and then you had to wait three years for Ultron. Imagine there was a three-year wait between fucking Infinity War and Endgame. It'd be sickening. <laughs> like, it's like fucking... Game uh, of Thrones? No, it's... Um, it's like Breaking Bad, when Hank finds out yeah. that Walter is a Heisenberg. Yeah, and then and you get a one-year break. A one-year break before the other half of the season. I know. It was sickening. And but again, again, it was fucking one of the everyone to fucking tune in to find yeah. out what would happen. But with this, here, here's a a fucking random one. Obviously, Disney own Fox now. Uh, what are the fucking chances of a Deadpool cameo? I wouldn't rule it. Out. Like honestly, just like sort like, of like just something that's trainer. under the radar, you know, just something that's. Like it's no, it's just basically going to catch people off guard. Like just, like if there is like a reverse sand moment where all the sand is more or less bringing people back to life, and it's just like the the Deadpool suit filling back out and him going, oh god, oh, oh, and it just cuts away to someone else. Like the crowd would pop, or they would just uh. fucking laugh at that moment, and it's two seconds of Ryan Reynolds' time to yeah. put on that suit, because you know he wears about the house. Uh, like, just for him to go, holy shit, yes. Like, he doesn't even need to curse, but just to kind of have uh, a shocked reaction with that face with those big fucking white eyes. Yeah. Like, it would be a fucking golden little moment. And yeah. it is, Kevin Smith has already been on Twitter and he says he's recorded a one hour 
fucking spoiler filled discussion where he just sat in front of a camera and talked and he doesn't uh, know when to release the movie well release that aye, clip I've uh, seen it on Twitter today yeah and everyone's screaming at him to say Monday release on Monday because that's it you just yeah people at my work are not getting a chance to see it to the weekend I, I've went out my way to fucking make sure I see it tomorrow yeah because I just like I can't cope otherwise I need to know the fact that it is now out the fact that we're not going to the pictures in like two uh, hours time to go see it yeah well a couple of the boys were Going we go on the night, but uh, the guy that they were going with, who was going to be the lift, he can uh, get tomorrow morning and shift off work, mm-hmm. so he's not going to it now. So um, they're going to go and see it tomorrow after work. Yeah, because the guy was like, "I'm going to go and see it in midnight in St Andrews," and then I'm just going to hang about in St Andrews for two and a half hours to get above him. <laughs> as like as dedication, like aye, that's it. I'm sure you could get a taxi driver. <laughs> sure, it'll cost you a fucking pretty penny, but um, aye, there's a guy in my work that's not going until Tuesday. He's like, ah, can you cope? <laughs> I'd be uh... like a junkie itching, going, oh, can't look at anything. Cannot look at the internet. I cannot trust. Yeah. Like, what if a guy was like, oh, what about fucking Avengers though? With the fact that fucking that bit with that bit, and like, no. Some fucking random set off, just assuming you've seen it already. And just Imagine, like, filled cinema, alright, and the film goes on, and they've actually no light, and it's like back to the whole real situation. And it's, and it's the fucking end right at the start. Aye, they've pulp fiction the film. Yeah. And it's all just shown out of order. I've actually, like, when I was in the cinema, that happened once. Our fucking projectionist Charles edited together. American Reunion the wrong way the fucking was it 5th American Pie film or 4th they, they put that together out of order and it just confused the fuck out of the people in the cinema got all this feedback on the Facebook page going there's something wrong with that film there's a party and it's a bit and then it goes back and they're just driving to the party that already fucking happened <laughs> they're just like oh, and it turned like man. 2 or 3 showings to actually convince them that he'd done it wrong oh. he was that fucking cocksure I'd done it right it was, and he started to Fucking Pulp Fiction. You've got it wrong. Watch it. Because that, that's it. You you fucking put the... Um, well... Say in a year's time, will Endgame be ranked higher than Infinity War? Like on IMDb? Yeah. Yes. Like that, that film's going to be in the like, top 10 by the end of this weekend. Yeah. And Oh, then it'll cool off and it'll drop down. But aye, I feel it, it's what we're all waiting for. It is like the biggest mystery. With we just need to know what happens. The trailers have been good. They haven't given a lot away. Yeah, like people cry. People were saying that, like apparently what's been shown in the trailers is basically what's happening in the first fifteen minutes of the film. Jesus, which is good. Aye, because you still got another two hours and forty-five minutes of fucking shit that you've not seen. Exactly. <clears throat> but oh, it's so close. Can you wait to finish work tomorrow? Time you finish? Two o'clock. Oh, did it be body in it like? <laughs> I'm just not gonna talk to you. I'm just got my phone's gonna be on airplane uh, modes until fucking eight o'clock tomorrow's night. Well, seven o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so, aye, shit. And it is like, when are we gonna be this fucking thing? We'd a bit of film again. Yeah. Uh, That's it. I could just. Because I mean, I'm. Um, 
I'm not like, overly hyped for Rise of Skywalker. It looks good. Yep. And I do want to go and see it. Mm-hmm. But I think... We're just being, we're just being teased just now. We're just kind of getting like the tip. Yeah. That, okay. There's more. That title has a lot behind it. See, that was him because like last year, like, like, like Halloween was like my most like anticipated film for the year, and I had to wait all the way until fucking October. Mm. So I had something to keep me going. And, like, yeah. Event like End Game's fucking already here. Ah, uh, what? And, what now? Yeah. So. Like Toy Story. Child's Play. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Terminator. Terminator 6. Dark Fate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the titles aren't getting any better. Rambo 5. Oh, I right Fucking enough. Bad Draft 2. Bad uh, Draft 2, there we go. I still oh. need to check that out, like. Thanks for reminding me that existed. <laughs> I just put a CM Donald Sutherland, it's just as creepy. Yeah, sorry. Because he was fucking really, really creepy in it. Ugh, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, fuck off and tune in next week. Yeah.